Welcome to the Boss Podcast, the best of social selling. Your host, Mark McGinnis, Australia's number one social seller, author of Tactical Pipeline Growth and B2B Sales Trainer, brings you expert opinion, tactics, and discussion to help you get more out of your time on social. There's no doubt everything on LinkedIn is easier if you first have a connection with the person you want to talk to. But you've probably noticed the decreasing effectiveness of your average connection request. Most people have gone from accepting all of their inbound connections to now filtering connection requests based on their suitability. Whilst a personalized connection request was once considered the best way in, it's now so overused and so cliche that I argue a personalized connection request are actually hurting your chances of connecting. You're better off sending a blank connection request. Bill McCormick from Social Sales Link disagrees. He thinks sending a well-worded connection request is like getting a handwritten letter in the mail from your grandmother. I'm not so sure. In this episode, Bill and I pace out two similar but different strategies to help you get connected to your perfect connection. I also share some really interesting detail about what's currently working and what doesn't work at scale. In short, connecting, thanking for connecting, and then following up by a message simply doesn't work anymore. As always, if you find this episode useful, entertaining, or amusing, please rate or share us on your podcast streaming service of choice as it helps others who want to be better at sales to find us and get access to our fantastic guests. Fantastic guests, just like. Bill McCormick. Welcome to this week's episode of the Boss Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined again by my good friend, Bill McCormick. Bill, thanks for joining us once more. Hey, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. So delighted to be back on the Boss Podcast. Ah, pleasure's completely mine. So for those of you who didn't catch your first episode, of course, Bill, you're part of Social Sales Link, which is probably would be one of the best, absolutely, and probably one of the, the most advanced LinkedIn slash social selling training companies on the planet. Would that be fair to say? Well, yeah, I think so. With, uh, you know, our CEO, Bryn, the LinkedIn whisperer, Tillman, I, I mean, you know, most people in the social sales and LinkedIn world have heard of Bryn. She's a rock star in her own right. And uh, I'm just fortunate that I get to work with her every day. Well, she's a lot rock star. You must be like the lead guitarist, right? Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to own that. The lead, the, the lead air guitarist. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, great stuff. So, whereabouts are you calling from today, Bill? Just to so, give some so I'm in, I'm in upstate New York in the Mohawk Valley. In fact, my wife and I just purchased a new house. We moved a, a couple of weeks ago uh, from the Catskills of the Mohawk Valley, so we're a little bit further north and west, and uh, a little bit more into the snow. We've already had snow up here. It's about 36 degrees here now, but uh, yeah. So we're in New York in Eastern Time, and just happy to be here. Okay, so great stuff. So, mate, thank you for coming back on the show. And so, of course, today came about because you and I was were throwing hand grenades at each other on LinkedIn over a particular post that I put up. And that's about as much as hand grenade throwing as I as I get saying, "Yeah, I don't agree with you." So we thought it might be a bit of fun to get on the podcast and duke it out, so to speak, because you know the LinkedIn world seems to be divided on this very basic piece, which is you know. Should we be sending personalized connection requests or should we not? And I actually don't think it's as clear cut as what we think it is. So to get started, you know, I just think that sending personalized connection requests is a good idea 
that it's not effective. When I look at how many connections I receive that have got a personalized connection request, very small percentages of them have got any kind of real personalization. It's pretty much just a template. Right. So let's get our definitions right here, because I think what you're calling a personalized message isn't personalized at all. It's a connection message with a message in it. Right. That has a message in it. And so comparing all of those to a personalized message is like comparing the junk mail that you get in your mailbox every week to a handwritten note from your mom or your, or your grandma. It, you know, there, there's no comparison, right? Some, most of it goes in the garbage, but that handwritten message, you're going to keep, you're going to read it. You may even tack it up on your refrigerator or on your bulletin board. It really has, it really has meaning. You know, I, I told you we just recently moved. So for the last two weeks, I really haven't been paying, you know, I haven't been able to spend as much time on LinkedIn as I, as I need to. And so something had to fall by the wayside. So what fell by the wayside for me was the My Network page. And I haven't been answering connection requests. So I have 80, right now, I think I have like 85 connection requests waiting to be answered and be dealt with. Don't tell Bryn that because I'll, I might get fired. But I've kind of categorized them. Out of those 80 that I kind of rated, 30 have what I call a generic message. And, and that's kind of, hey, I came across your profile. You know, Mark, it's like I kind of left my profile someplace and somebody found it. And then and so they yeah. say, hey, I came across your profile or LinkedIn suggested me or we have mutual connections. That's, a, that, that's laziness. And, and I agree, that's not a personalized message. That's not a good message. So 30 of the 80 were like that. 27 were outright sales pitches. I, I mean, listen to this. Bill, we're looking to partner and provide a paid retainer to make some introductions for our ads platform. Would you be able to chat this week? That's a connection request. It's not. It's a sales pitch. Here's another one. We're a new company that specializes in animated explainer videos. I got this from four of the reps all at the same time, four different people. And then nice to e-meet you. I work at blank blank company and was wondering if Social Sales Link had any unmet PPE requirements. Like... (laughs) It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's laughable, but it, it's, it's really not funny because what we don't realize is that when you, you know, Mark, when you send me a connection request, you're asking to have access to my network. And if I send you a connection request, I'm asking to have access to your network. So we should be guarding that and realizing that, that we can't let that in. So, so 27 of those were outright sales pitches. 17 had no messages at all. And four had what I call inauthentic messages. And these are the ones that really bother me. Hey, I see you're doing great work there at Social Sales Link. Or I see you're killing it. Today, I actually got one from a guy who said that he... Um, where is it? Here, here it is. He says, Hey there, Bill. I want to take a moment to let you know that your recent post resonated with me. There's a lot of crappy content out there. So keep it up. So that sounds like a great connection request, right? And normally, I would accept that. But I went back and looked. He never looked at my profile and he never engaged on any of the content. So I sent him a message asking him what post he's talking about. And it's like a good Phil Collins song, you know, no reply at all. There's no reply at all. Why? Because that's, that's something that he automated. So in a nutshell, what I'd say is we have to understand what a personal message is and what one isn't. And Sending a personal message is when you bother to look at someone's profile and find a reason to connect with. So as in, hey, Bill, looks like you've got new glasses. 
Let's connect. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that's 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 not that's not a that's not good. That's not really personal. But how about looking at someone's profile and, and looking at their content and engaging on some of their content? You know, we're talking about and listen, I'm talking about people who are using LinkedIn for business development, who are using LinkedIn for sales, for social selling. It's called social for a reason. We have to be social. And, you know, if we take what we're doing on LinkedIn and we put it into the real world, you know, back way, way back in the olden days in 2019, when we, we could actually go to networking events. Imagine if you walked into a networking event and, and some people have done this. I did it a few times that I'm embarrassed to say, but you know, you're the, you're the, the business card slinger, you know, a card for you and a card for you and a card for you. And you go up and you, you give the card to someone and you say, Hey, Mark, I'm Bill McCormick. I develop websites. And, and you know what? You could really use a new website. I know you can use a new website because we do the best websites around. And before you can even answer, I'm on to the next person. You know, that's the equivalent of these people who are just pitching before they're, they're even bothering to find out more, even qualifying. What happened to that? What happened to qualifying a, a client or a prospect before we reach out to them? So I think you have to find context. I agree with what you're saying, but my point of view here is terrific. It just doesn't work. Let's take a quick break, do a little bit of business, and we'll be right back. Video messaging is huge right now. Mark reports his very best message response rates are coming from video messaging, and Mark chooses to use Bonjuro as his video message supplier. Because Bonjuro is now a supporter of the Boss Podcast, they have given listeners a massive 20% off any of their plans. Simply add BOSS20 at the checkout. That's B-O-S-S-2-0. Give Bonjuro a go and increase your response rates by 300%. Go to Bonjuro.com. That's B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com. So when my inbox is full predominantly of, or my connection inbox is full of connection requests, and let's say there's 15 of them or 20 or however many, I get exactly the same, let's call them automated, personalized requests. So I get the same ones. As soon as I see that there's something written in the connection request, my heart sinks because I know that it's, you know, 9.9 times out of 10, it's going to be that generic rubbish. And what that means is that it's actually not somebody that really wants to connect with me at all. They're just trying to increase their number of connections. I could be you, I could be me, I could be somebody else. They actually don't really care. And what happens is if you spend, as you said, you know, a lot of people on LinkedIn are trying to use it for business development. So that means that you've got to balance your time on LinkedIn versus the activity versus the results. My research says has shown me is that I get a greater number of connection acceptances if I do not send a message. So if I was connecting with somebody, let's say you, and you're going to say that you, you wouldn't connect, but if I send a, you know, a connection request to 10 people, I'm going to get more people to accept my connection request without any connection request. Because what I believe is to use your grandma example of the letters in the mail. If, if I'm collecting the mail every day and all that's in there is junk mail, after 30 days, my grandmother sends me a letter. I'm not even going to look anymore. I'm just going to grab everything out of the mailbox and put it straight in the trash. But that's what's happening, in my opinion. So I can spend, and it doesn't take a lot of time, but you know, I can spend 30 seconds or well, even five minutes you know, making a great connection request to somebody. And what I've found is that it's no more effective than sending a blank one. And that's because of this 
let's call it junk mail, junk mail connection requests. So all the things that you said are true, but in reality, it just doesn't present that way. It doesn't work that way because people are getting so much trash, so much junk mail, that as soon as you sound or look like a little bit like any of those messages, you start to pay a compliment, you ask them a question, unless there's a very clear tie, they delete them. And in a lot of cases, they're not even looking at the message because so many people are just connecting via mobile phone. So I think that's where the challenge is. And it is. And that's, that is where the challenge is. And I, and I agree with you on some of that. And honestly, I would rather someone not send, would send no note at all. And you had said that, that I wouldn't have accepted that. And that's not true. What's going to happen to every, so there were 17 people that didn't send a note at all. They're going to get a reply from me. I'd actually rather have that than have these bogus, you know, you're killing it or that's great content when you haven't even looked at my content because that's inauthentic. You know, one of the things I started to do this summer was listen to more podcasts. And so among my top ones besides the boss podcast is selling from the heart with Larry Levine and Daryl Amy. If, if your listeners want to listen to a great sales podcast about authenticity in the sales world, they should listen to them because that's really what I'm after when I'm using LinkedIn is to be more authentic. You see, what I'll do is I'll send those people who sent me no message at all and say, so if you, hey, Mark, thanks for the connection request. I typically only connect with people I've either met or have, had en- or have engaged with here on, on LinkedIn. Can you tell me how you found me? What about my profile triggered the connection request? All right, so I'm putting the ball back in your court to tell me why you want to connect with me. And many times I'll get, Hey, I'm taking the course that you have on SalesGrave University, or I heard you on the webinar last week, or I heard you on the Boss Podcast. Great. Happy to have you in my network. I'm not going to put people down for not sending a note because I recognize that. But there's something you said. You said that you get a better acceptance rate. So you get a better acceptance rate, but is that a really indicative of connecting with them? Because I think that if we're going about this the right way, connect authentically with people that we're going to, you know, let's face it, we're all in this as social sales to have more sales conversations. So if we move them along the pipeline, if we've got a process in place to do that, then I think that we have to differentiate ourselves with our messages so that they are accepted. Or at least, and, and I'm sure you probably have this, that if you don't send a message on the first time, that if they accept, you follow up with a thank you and with some value. Yes. So I typically don't ask many people to connect with me basically simply because I'm busy enough doing exactly mm-hmm. that with the ones that are coming in. So I usually send a video or more lately a audio file, a LinkedIn note, you know, voice note. So Bill, you you know, if you send me a connection request, I'll say accept and then go, hey Bill, thanks, thanks for connecting. Here's some things that are happening this week that you might find interesting. Let's swap a few more messages, blah, blah, blah. Something like that. So I don't have a lot of time to go out there and deliberately look for, for people to connect with, but I do look at who's viewed my profile and who's followed me. So if there's people who are professional salespeople in that sector, I would normally say, Hey Bill, I, I saw you followed me last week. Why don't you come in as a connection? I'd love to have you on. You know, so that would be how I would drive inbound connections that are that I'm generating, if you like. And that's a personalized message that you're sending. Uh, it is, it is. But to get the data that I just shared with you, I actually I ran a 14 day campaign where I I sent a bunch of connection requests, both personalized and blank, just to try and see what was more effective and what wasn't, just to be absolutely clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the interesting things I did want to share with you, and I haven't shared this with anybody before, is I recently spoke to the CEO of one of the automation companies that we know lots of people don't like on LinkedIn. You know, so they basically sell your tools to be able to send these automated messages, et cetera, et cetera. And he was telling me that that method of sending a personalized connection request, then following up with a thanks for connecting or a variation of that, then following up with a third message and potentially a a fourth, but most of the time it finishes after that second message after you've connected, has become, guess what? Very ineffective. For them in their automated SERP. And their clients. Yeah. They would have quite a few people doing that so they can see how effective or or not that is. Right. So that people aren't responding in the same volume that they used to when you connect with somebody and say, hey, thanks for connecting, whatever it is that you say in that message. And then you try and start the conversation that way. You may not be surprised to know what's turned out to be a significantly more effective way to start a conversation. Would you like to have a guess, Bill? Um, no, no. Surprise, please. So it turns out that if you go to their LinkedIn profile and you interact on their content or interact with whatever they've been doing on LinkedIn, so if they've made comments, if you can comment over the top of their comment or like their comment, just interact with somebody first, then follow and then ask for a connection request you're significantly more likely to be able to start a conversation. So I'm not talking about getting a connection. I'm talking about having a conversation. Right. And that's really the goal in this. And so if they're doing that in an automated way, then that makes me shudder because that's not being authentic. If they're, if they're driving that for people, that's a whole nother conversation. And, you know, my first question is, you know, you're talking to a CEO who's using an automated solution. Does that automated solution violate LinkedIn's terms of use? and put their clients at risk for having their, their accounts locked. They were basically saying they can't automate it just yet. They've yeah. got to basically do it manual. Okay. And so authentic, it's really all about being, being authentic. And one of the problems that we're having right now with this problem that we're discussing about connection requests is because of automation. Because so many people are sending automated connection requests to however many people they're allowed to in a day to build their numbers, to grow a network. And so that's what's causing this problem. See, a year ago, where we were at was, you had two kinds of connection requests. You had a personal note that may have been generic, hey, mutual connections, whatever, or you had no note at all. And if you responded to the no note at all and just accepted it, then a percentage of those came back with a sales pitch. Hey, thanks for connecting me here here on LinkedIn. I had a chance to look at Social Sales Link's website. and, and, And that was annoying. But then the pandemic hit. And then all of these salespeople now had to figure out a better way to prospect when they couldn't go knock on doors and they couldn't go meet with people. And so rather than turning to the phone, because salespeople don't like the phone predominantly, they figured out this way that if they just start selling on LinkedIn, hey, that's the new frontier. And so I'd say in the last three months here in the States, we've seen this total shift to these connection requests that come with these sales pitches. And I'll argue that at least 50% of them, if not more, are from automated services. I'd agree. Yeah. And so here's my my plea here for this. And I get it that it's that the numbers, the acceptance rate may not be be the same. But here's the thing about sending a personalized connection request. First of all, one of the things it does is a personalized connection request will move the it starts the relationship on the right foot, in my opinion, because you're reaching out to someone and you're, and you're being genuine and saying, 
Mark, I just engaged with your content on on your book, the tactical pipeline growth on tactical pipeline growth, and just ordered it. It would be great to have you as a as a member of my network. There'd be no reason for you not to accept that connection request. That seems really genuine, and you know that's a reason to connect. So so it's starting it off on the right foot. It also moves the conversation to the LinkedIn inbox. As soon as I've sent you a, a connection request with a message, if you reply to that message or accept that connection request, that message automatically shows up on in your inbox, which makes it easier to have that conversation. And then another big reason and is that if you've thought ahead, it's a way that you can share value. And I'm all for doing it in different ways. I know you're a, a Bonjuro guy, you use Bonjuro and they're a sponsor of the Boss Podcast. I'm a bomb bomb guy. So I send connection requests with bomb bomb videos now, and I've got a hundred percent acceptance rate. So, you know, because it's different, it's not that typical thing. They're seeing a, a link, they're clicking on it, and it has my picture up there and and it's personalized. And then the very last reason, and this is for me, I'm 57. I don't remember things the way I used to. What it does is it helps me. Mark McGinnis, Mark McGinnis, why did I connect with him? Oh, I can look at the message and I can see, oh, we talked about his his book. We went back and forth in his book. It gives me a point of reference for me to go back to remember where I met the person. I think that those are all solid sales tactics that we would use out in the real world aside from social. And so I think too many people are looking for an easy way out. And And listen, let's face it, LinkedIn doesn't make this easy. You know, they put connection buttons all over the place. And Mark, you may, your listeners may not know this. You probably do, but it's actually against LinkedIn's terms of use to, you, for you to send a connection request to somebody that you don't know. Yes, in theory. In theory. But I mean, it's written in black and white and they're connected. But yeah, they put these connection buttons all over the place and then they suggest people. So I think the bottom line for me, if, if your listeners are using LinkedIn for sales, I think they have to figure out a way that they can connect with people authentically and really in a genuine way. And if they can do that and it's working for them to send just uh, just clicking the connect button and following that up with more authenticity, then that's great. I would rather see them do that than do some of these other other tactics like trying to use automation, especially trying to to impress people falsely. Because I just don't think that, that 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 works. So I agree, but I've got a different standpoint. So first of all, I think we're both saying that doing things on mass, you know, trying to find shortcuts is what's bringing people undone here. But when we're in sales and you're trying to connect with 10 or 15 of your perfect clients or whatever the case may be, the temptation is to try and write a personalized connection request and cut and paste it and then just modify a little bit because time is against us. And what ends up happening is out of those 15 connection requests, you're going to get two or three of them right, and the other 12 are going to look like those standard automated requests despite your best effort because we're in a hurry. This is assuming that you're not using automation, and, mm-hmm. and I don't think we should be using automation, right? But the, you know, if you think about the typical salesperson that's trying to drive new connections and, and new business conversations via LinkedIn to support their business activity, I think that's a fairly typical way that people would go about it. What I'm saying is instead of sending a personalized connection request and then you know, building authenticity, I'm saying flip it. Create the authenticity, create the interaction to the point where you don't need a connection request. That was the point of my post. 
was go out there, find Bill McCormick, like his content, write something on his comments, say, hey, Bill, I love this. How are you doing that? Who else do you work with? So that Bill sees Mark in his feed and I follow. And then maybe two weeks later, I send you a connection request that may or may not be blank. But it's so obvious that I'm me that you go, yeah, hey, man, thanks for coming into the network. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Or better still, you send me a connection request. And the reason why I posted this this way is because it's very hard to automate. It's almost impossible. Well, according to the CEO of the automation business, who I'm not telling you who that was, he said he was unable to automate it. But that's the method that gives you the best response. And that's what started the, the context of that post because our clients, our prospects, are getting 27 out of 80 connection requests that have got spam, basically junk mail. But they're not like you or I, Bill. They don't have the time to sift through the ones and go, is this a genuine personalization or is this mm-hmm. automation? They mm-hmm. just go, it's just more rubbish. It's just more spam. So if Mark sends me a message and, and I go, hey, Bill, and that's my first line, and then I've got in there something that's super personalized, Bill is just going, okay, that looks like a sales pitch, delete, 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 mm-hmm. ignore, 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 ignore. So I just, I just think from a authenticity piece, because we've, we've ruined it for ourselves, so the LinkedIn community, has ruined it by sending these personal, automated, personalized, non-personalized junk mail requests. We should be flipping it and do all the hard work up front and then wait till you get a driver connection request that way. If you need more conversations with your ideal buyers or to simply sharpen your prospecting skills, check out Mark's latest book, Tactical Pipeline Growth. It's a complete prospecting guide. It outlines step-by-step the process to build a strong and healthy pipeline. Mark has included a huge amount of valuable sales material, such as templates, call and email scripts, the best cadence plans, as well as social selling templates for you to use and start prospecting straight away. Tactical Pipeline Growth is available from Amazon or directly from www.markmc.co slash TPG. I totally agree with you. And so now here's being authentic and being fully transparent. As LinkedIn trainers, we sometimes get focused and we get, we get blinders on. And, yeah. and for me, connection requests are, are kind of a, a flag for me. Like I, I, I have a, a soapbox and I get on it. And I don't believe what I saw was not send a personalized note. And that's what I responded to. But really, what you're saying makes more sense. And so now you've converted me. <laughs> this is a much better way. And I actually have my, I have LinkedIn up and I just went back and looked at your post. And I said, all I saw was don't personalize it. I'm going to show him. I'm going to let me, <laughs> let me respond. And, and I mean, I, I like you. It's not like, like I'm going to give him, I'm going to respond and just say, hey, this is it. But now I'm looking at view their profile first, like your comment on something they posted or that engagement. And as you were talking, I said, or wait, if you engage with someone there, you know, if you engage with me, I'm going to reach out to you. Bryn and I, what we talk about is getting more raised hands. That's a great way to get a raised hand. And now someone's already they're the one if they've initiated it, then that makes that if especially if it's a prospect, then that's someone that's even more warm, that's warmer than they were they were before. So so first let me apologize for jumping on that. But hey, it got me on the podcast. So you know, do you do what you gotta do, right? I'm a salesman. <laughs> but I agree with you. 
And I would say to your listeners, this is a great way engaging engagement. That's what everyone is on LinkedIn for is we're on there for engagement. That's why people create content is so that it gets engaged with. And so if you start from a place of engagement, that's going to be so much better to connect with someone down the road. Thank you, Bill. So listeners, there's two strategies there that you can apply that are basically the same thing in reverse. So do you send a personalized connection request as per Bill McCormick from Social Sales Link and then create a whole bunch of value immediately after? Or do you flip that as per Mark McGuinness and do a whole bunch of engagement up front and then let the connection request come to you or make it just an obvious next step? I think both of those are a good play. It'll be interesting. So I'd love to hear which ones you're able to employ the most successfully. Bill, I really appreciate you duking this one out. Are you interested in getting connection requests from people here in Australia? Assuming if they're personalized. <laughs> I look forward to it. Just put boss, just put boss on there and I, I'll be happy to accept. And I'm going to A-B test this now because I, I really want to see. But my feeling is that the Mark McGinnis way is going to be much more valuable and get and have a hot, not only a higher acceptance rate, but a higher connection rate that, you know, where we're building a quality network, because really that's why we're all here. We all want to build a quality network that will help us down the line. So, so thanks for having me, Mark. And uh, thanks for allowing me to, to fall on my sword in front of all of your listeners. <laughs> Bill, thanks for coming on and being a good sport. I really appreciate it. Mate. All the very best. And listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode. As per usual, if you found this useful or at least interesting, please like, rate, or share us where you found us. Thanks very much. And that's another episode of the Boss Podcast. Please help others just like you find this podcast by spreading the word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and rate us wherever you source your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Boss Podcast. Join us next time for even more tactics, discussion, and ideas to help you improve your social outreach.